Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, heads up if you're a coffee lover. Rain in Brazil is making for a good coffee crop this year, but you're still going to pay more because of increased labor and distribution costs. <laughs> you're going to pay more because... 2020. Yeah. Start 2022. Second, if you're flying with food for this Thanksgiving, the TSA wants to remind you that you can, uh, if you can spill, spray, pump, or pour it, and it's more than 3.4 ounces, it should go into a check bag. But uh, you can put this stuff into your carry on baked goods, meats, stuffing, casseroles, mac and cheese. And fresh fruits and vegetables. So your flight may smell really good if people are carrying all that stuff you imagine on. Imagine you're sitting in your seat and this like cheesy stuff starts dripping from the overhead. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. My mac and cheese must be spilling. <laughs> Finally, in the world of food, if you want to take Turkey Day to eat and relax this year, head over to the Food Network website. They took on a major Thanksgiving challenge. Is it possible to make the entire feast ahead of time? They tested, tweaked, and uh, retested to come up with a full Thanksgiving menu that freezes beautifully mm. so you can be as chill as your husband and kids this mm. Thanksgiving day. Okay, I'm fascinated by this carry-on thing. Let's have a chat. Give us a call about what's the weirdest thing that you've either personally carried on the Ooh, plane. Yeah, I got a good story. Or weirdest thing you've seen someone carry on to a plane. Ooh. Okay? Okay. We're talking about weird stuff that either you've carried on to a plane or you've seen people carrying on a plane. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Susan, so you were on a plane and you saw something weird that somebody brought on the plane with them. What was it? I did. I'm a flight attendant, so just when you think you've seen it all, <laughs> you haven't. But it was a, they were transporting a tiger cub from L.A. to Atlanta, and they had him in a carrier, and they bought three seats. He was up in the cabin <gasps> with all the people. No, no kidding. No way. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. And I bet so, yeah. I bet service by by you and your coworkers was slower that day because everybody was stopping and looking at the <laughs> looking at the tiger cub. Well, you know, it was an it was an all night flight, so most of the people were asleep, and it was nobody. A lot of people didn't even know until closer to landing. He started growling. He wanted out. He just was kind of doing this. Whoa, <laughs> that but, is yeah. crazy. He was like having a toddler on board. <laughs> it was. It was. So, Susan, but, since you're you know. a flight attendant, you might follow the same Instagram I, I've, account I follow, the TSA, and they show yeah. all the crazy things that come through. <laughs> It's oh, I'm so, sure. I'm it's sure. so funny. Like the yeah. latest post is uh, someone lost their dentures in the airport. Like the Eww. teeth are just sitting there. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, I know yeah. it's been, uh, it, at least uh, according to the news, it's been a little rough going for you guys for the, the past year or so with all the crazy people flying nowadays. So we really appreciate the job you do every day. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I love it. I've been doing it for a long time. So, but oh, yeah, well. as a matter of fact, I'm headed out now. All right. Well, thanks. Wait, wait, wait before, before you go, can I get a Diet Coke? Yeah. No ice. Oh, <laughs> oh, you did it. It's on its way. <laughs> we spend a lot of time on the show talking about how, Mom, it's all on your shoulders, right? And is that ever more obvious than with a holiday coming up? You know, Thanksgiving's oh, coming yeah. up. And we spend a lot of time like, are you going to get help cooking the meal? Are you going to get help with the meal? That's not what I want to know if you're going to get help with. If you've got company coming over, you want your house to look great. You want it mm-hmm. dusted. You want it back. Everything. Are you going to get help from your crew, mom? 
getting ready, getting the house ready for company to come at Thanksgiving, or is that all on your shoulders? Would love to hear how you handle that in your house, getting ready for company. All right, so mom, we we don't have to tell you when it comes to the holidays, it can feel like it's all on your shoulders. You know why it feels that way? Because it is. Because it is, right? <laughs> so with with Thanksgiving coming up, I'm wondering, like the meal, like mom, if you're not making everything, mom's quarterbacking everything. Okay, mm-hmm. you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that. Ready, go. Right. I just got my assignments. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I was digging out recipes, and there's one I can't find. Okay. Well, so I'm feeling a little stressed. So we know moms, that's on your shoulders. But then when it comes to getting the house ready for company, talking vacuuming and dusting and putting things away, that pile of stuff in the corner has been there since 4th of July because I'm going to please do something with it. That kind of stuff. How much help do you get, mom, when it comes to cleaning the house, when it comes to just making the house ready for company? Do you get help or is it, again, all on you? And I think of like our house, we have four kids. And my wife would ask the kids to help, but what them helping meant was they'd go through and dust, and that meant she'd go to a bookshelf, lift something up, and there's the dust ring around it (laughs) after they, quote, dusted everything. So even when you do get help, at least in our house, it was kind of help, but not really help. So does any of that sound familiar? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Rita, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hi, Kevin and Taylor. I want to talk to you for years. I listen to your show all the time. Oh, well, thanks oh, thank for finally so calling. Much. We've been waiting you for you, girl. I even, I even picture in my head what you guys look like. Oh, that's awesome. So, Rita, when it comes to getting ready for company for Thanksgiving, is it all on your shoulders or do you it, it rally the crew? Fun. It is so funny to say that it's all on my shoulder. I have three boys and one girl and a husband. I call him the big baby. <laughs> I do everything in my life. <laughs> I do everything myself. And they tell all my husband says, you know what? You're doing too much. You need to stop to do that. And I say, well, who's going to do it? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. If I don't know who's going to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, nobody helps. They love to eat and they love to tell me my mom's doing too much. My, mom, my wife oh. is just... <laughs> but but no one day. will step up to help. <laughs> That's like last night. My husband said I was getting all the recipes out and I dropped yeah. the cookbook and all this stuff. And he goes... I just hate that Thanksgiving has to be so much stress. I said, well, you like to eat it. And he goes, <laughs> right. I said, well, food takes work. <laughs> right. It doesn't, there's no food fairy. <laughs> that is so funny. And my husband keeps saying, you don't have to do all that. You just cook and you don't have to clean up. I said, okay, I am cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> Rita, thank you for calling. You made our day. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. And have a good day. So uh, buying gifts for people that are hard to buy for, it can, it can be a dilemma. Well, here's something they're saying that uh, young ladies, like think between like late teens, college age, maybe up to 30 years old, the hot item that they want that's just really becoming crazy popular right now, luxury baseball hats. Are you serious? Now you might be thinking, oh, you mean a hat with like a Louis Vuitton logo on it or something? No, not that at all. They're talking about hats that have the logo of posh places or events on them. So like a fancy schmancy restaurant has the logo of that restaurant on the hat or like some real high end red carpet event. Have you ever been out in public and seen someone wearing one of these? 
My Friends. <laughs> I've never heard of this at all. My friends have like their favorite hockey team hat. That's it. Most of the, the young women in my life, they don't even like to wear hats. Oh, I'm telling you. No, you know, you see the, the this is this is who I'm thinking of with this hat. They've got the hat. The ponytail coming out of the back and the aviator sunglasses. That's who I'm seeing. I see ladies with that look all the mm. time. I'm so out of it when it comes to fashion. It's and that's that's a, what the the hot with like so like an event like a red carpet event or something that you know like us kind of people the normal riffraff don't get to go to like I don't know the Oscars or Grammys or something like that or some high end restaurant that most people haven't haven't even heard of. So they'll, I don't know what the, the point of it is. Maybe so you'll go, oh, that's the Foo 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 restaurant. And they'll go, oh, yeah, I go there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's, that's a gift idea. You can say like, honey, is there any like uh, fancy schmancy restaurants you've always dreamed of going to? And maybe look online. Maybe they got a merch part of their website or something. You can buy them a, buy them a luxury hat. Are you trying to keep that spark alive with your other half? Coming up, this simple thing is vital. Are you trying to keep that spark alive with your other half? This may save your relationship. You ready for this? Saying thank you. Hmm. New study finds people who feel appreciated by their significant other express more satisfaction with the relationship, and that appreciation boosts their desire to be committed for the long haul. No kidding. Gratitude between the two of you protects your relationship from stress, hardships, and challenges. And um, it's, I thought it was pretty fascinating. Think about the, the financial stress and the challenges of these families. The research was done on working poor couples in rural Georgia. Hmm. And that's how they discovered gratitude is the key. Hey, you know how everyone has their quirky little things in their families? Well, the one thing that my husband loves to do to me more than anything else is get earworms stuck in my head. Songs oh, like stuck in my head. Song. And I'm yeah. like, no! Okay. Stop it! <laughs> he got one, a really bad one stuck in my head the other day. I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. So my husband and I like to play earworm games with each other. And it's pretty mean where you try to get songs stuck in each other's head. Yeah, especially you're playfully irritating yes. the person who you've sworn to protect love. Right. And- <laughs> yes. I'll call it flirting. But the meanest thing my husband will do is I often go to bed earlier than him. Okay. And he'll open the bedroom door and just start singing something and then close the door and I'll go, oh, no! That's terrible. That's so mean. <laughs> so the other day we had um, we had gotten a text from his sister like, hey, I have a little gift coming to your house. It's not a Christmas present. It's mm-hmm. just a housewarming gift, which is okay. so funny because we've been in our house almost two years. <laughs> Next week, it'll be two years. Um, so we're like, okay. So we're opening up and it's one of those cute little retro light up Christmas trees. And spontaneously, my husband starts going, welcome Christmas. And I'm like, stop. But I thought it was really funny that it come in, came into his mind. Uh-huh. So then later I was in the, I was blow drying my hair in the bedroom and I went, you got that song stuck in my head. I can't mm-hmm. get rid of it. So I come out in the living room and he has this blasting. <laughs> like as loud as he could. I'm like, stop! <laughs> so I've had that song stuck in my head now from the Grinch for days. Days and days. That's a bad one.
So we're talking about earworms and how, you know, a song or a hook of a song, uh, the chorus of a song will get stuck in your head. You wind up thinking about it all day long. Why is it only with songs that we don't like or that we find irritating? Do they get stuck in our heads? I don't know. It's never something great, like bands that I love. Like, I'm Beatles fanatic. A Beatles song won't get stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. But some, like, obscure one-hit wonder from the 80s, like... Oh, that's rough. I I don't, I do not like that song. One of the ones that, that one's rough. Right, but it'll get stuck. It'll get stuck in that one. will get stuck in your head, but not some great song we play. I know. I'll wake up thinking about a song. I do that a lot. Like like, a song will be on my mind when I wake up. My husband, the one he loves to get me like right at bedtime, because I told you this is an ongoing earworm war, Mm -hmm. is he'll go, and I would walk 500 miles. No, 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 no,
at giving gifts. There's somebody in my family that is head and shoulders above everyone else. And it's not me. And surprisingly, it's not my wife, Tracy, who is a really good gift giver, too. Tell you who it is next. So we're talking about people we know that are really great gift givers. And somebody in my house is the best gift giver I think I've ever seen. She's very thoughtful. Uh, Her gifts say that she pays attention, like not just when it's the pressure, okay, I've got to get somebody a gift, but she pays attention all the time. And it is my daughter, April. She's our youngest daughter, and she's very, she's the quietest of all six of us. We have four kids. She is by far mm-hmm. the quietest. But her gift giving says that she's paying attention to everything that's going that's on awesome. <laughs> while she's being what quiet. What a sweetheart. Um, she knows like about me. She knows I love to read, and then she knows the, the topics and the things that I like. So like a couple of gifts she's got me in past years. Um, she got me Sting's autobiography. Because she knows I love to read. She knows I love music. She knows I've loved the police and Sting for years. So she got me his autobiography. Um, she knows that I love art. I'm not like a proficionado or anything, but I really enjoy learning about it. And she got me a book about Italian art that was very thoughtful, very observant. And then also she hears me complaining from about mm, trick or treat through Easter about how cold I am in the house, particularly when I get out of the shower. So she got me a big fuzzy bathrobe one year. She pays attention and she does that's just me. She does that for everybody in the family. She gets some gifts that you're like, wow, that's something I'm really gonna dig into. I'm really gonna use this. That's awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic at it. So we'd love to hear from you. Who's the most thoughtful gift giver that you know? Danielle, we're talking about gift givers and who is the most thoughtful, best gift giver that you know? My youngest daughter. She is so thoughtful and meticulous when she's picking out gifts because we're always like just give a gift card she's like no absolutely not and she doesn't even care if it's like five dollars or if it's fifty dollars if it's something that speaks to her and reminds her of a moment Mm. she's like oh that's got to be the piece and it's just it's so funny like there was one thing that she gave to a friend of hers it was a shell but it was something that they had a moment on a beach together like years ago and that's what she gifted. It was just the craziest. Aww. Like she's so so into those little moments. Yeah, yeah. That so, must make you so right? proud as her mom. Oh, it's so precious. It is so precious. And the, the look that she gives when she gives it, <laughs> and then when she sees the perfect gift, it's just completely in her face, and it's just so incredibly precious. Oh, that's great. That is cool. You raised a good one there, mom. Way to go. Ah, uh, <laughs> we try. Chip off the old block. <laughs> Hey, if you have a teenager in your family, you know how challenging it can be. Well, there's a pediatrician who is single-handedly changing the way we think about parenting our teenagers. Hmm. Dr. Ken Ginsberg wrote a book called Congrats, You're Having a Teen. And he's trying to get the message out that parents matter as much, if not more than ever, Hmm. when your kids are teens. But Hmm. unfortunately... Moms and dads get a lot of information that suggests that they don't. He said research shows your teen actually cares deeply about what you think, mom and dad, even though they're not showing it. Your teen knows that you loving them is the most protective force in their life. And they're trying really hard to become independent, but that part is scary for your teen, whether they admit it or not. Yeah, the, the teen knows that you're the most protective force in their life, and that's why they resent you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. He's giving an incomplete picture there. But it um, sounds like a what, fascinating book. He's trying right. to flip the script. And I get that, but, but I think what 
and I would imagine what he's probably going to say in the book is in spite of the way they act outwardly to you, and they may be even feeling resentment to you, don't give up. You got to keep doing those things because they don't even realize it. But you're building the foundation of security for them when they exactly. feel when they feel like they don't even need it. That's when they need it the most. Right. 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 If you want to check it out, it's congratulations. You're having a teen <laughs> by Dr. Ken Ginsberg. I feel like Ken has a good sense of humor. because That's does. a really funny title. <laughs> <laughs> having raised four kids and thankfully they're out of the teen years now. Wow. Coming up, a little girl became a hero and she's only in the fourth grade. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you remember what you were into in the fourth grade? Uh, it definitely wasn't saving lives for me. Uh, check out this little nine-year-old in Wisconsin. Her name's Essence. And she was sitting there in her classroom doing her deal when her friend started choking on a Cheeto. Essence jumps up, does the Heimlich maneuver, and saved her life. I rushed over there as fast as I can to, like, help her out. I just did what I had to do to, like, save her life. I saw this one video, and it said how to help somebody when they're choking. I was very surprised to see a fourth grader react in that way. I called Essence a hero, but she said, no, I'm just a student. She learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver from a YouTube video. That's how everybody learns everything anymore. I know. (laughs) My niece fixed her entire, uh, it was uh, a garbage disposal. Yeah. Just by looking at a YouTube video. I would never attempt to change the spark plugs in my own car. My son's like, I was watching on YouTube. Why would I not do that? Like, uh. <laughs> so now you can save lives thanks to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, there you go. What a great story. This is kind of cool. I learned a Christmas decorating tip from someone who's a designer, as in they design rooms for a living. Oh, nice. And yeah. I'm so excited about this. I haven't finished yet, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it is. And you can steal the idea in just a minute. So I have a really cool Christmas decorating trip tip for you that I got from my friend, has a dear friend who happens to be an interior designer. Okay. I'm like, I'm so jealous of you having a friend like that because (laughs) he came over and helped her decorate her house for Christmas with his interior designer eye. And I was like, man, I want a friend like that. So he is all into, when it comes to your Christmas tree, he's very into layering. So I have my whole inside of my house decorated for Christmas, except... The tree is up. I have an artificial one. It's upped and fluffed, but I'm waiting for a shipment. It's supposed to arrive today of an a couple extra sets of lights because he said, put more lights on your Christmas tree and it will make it pop. And I specifically bought these kind that this interior designer recommended. They're, um, they're globe white lights, so they're little balls. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just going to look... Phenomenal! I'm going to have the prettiest mm. tree ever. Nice. So I'm just, it's so weird. I've been lighting up an, an undecorated tree every night, just <laughs> waiting for uh, for this shipment of Christmas huh. lights to come in. I wanted to just go to the store and get them, but no store anywhere near me had them. Yeah. So I had to get them shipped. Yeah. Uh, but huh. yeah, I'm very excited. So that's your professional interior designer layers and add more lights to your tree. That'd be fun to swap some because a lot of people are going to be decorating their trees. What are your pro tips when it comes to decorating a Christmas tree. Do you have any? Any secrets to making it look great? So we're swapping uh, pro tips or just life hacks that you found or something that just works for you when decorating the Christmas tree. Uh, my wife, I got to give it to her. Tracy is a champion when it comes to Christmas lights. And she's always done 
Like, she'll do the inside first. She'll do the whole trunk, like, top to bottom. Wraps that, like, you'd think she was holding the tree hostage. Wraps that, and then go starts inside on the branches with lights and works her way out. Then goes down a level. Inside, works her way out. Inside, wow. works her way out. And she does it by herself because she's like, I'm the only one that knows how to do it. I'd rather just do it myself and get it done. Time. It takes a while. And then but to take them back off later. Then when you turn oh. it. Well, no, you just like lay it down in the front yard and you just pull it. It's like a top. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably work. Um, but when you turn the lights on, it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. that's spectacular that's cool. looking. And they're all, we've always been an all white lights thing. But when I think back to over the years of Christmas trees, is this true with you and Glenn? You have their, we're newlyweds tree where you have like a few ornaments, like our first Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, and, and maybe a few things you have a few from when you were a kid. Glenn probably had a few from he with that. Oh, what, when we first got married, we were so poor. The only thing on our tree was candy canes and red bows. There you go. That was it. And then um, when when you start having kids, then the tree is full of stuff they made. Oh, here's the... It, look, Mom, it's a construction paper Christmas ball with a picture of me on it. And when you get when the kids get older and they start leaving, those things, you find them every year as you're going to decorate your tree. But as you get older, you're like, okay, we can finally have... A tree that we like with stuff that we like. And we went through a phase where it was a theme. Like it was all gold and white or all silver and white. And then then we started adding other stuff in. So I don't know what we're going to do this year. I, w- I would imagine we'll probably do a mix of stuff again. But, but I have it- a friend that does a different theme every year. And she has a commitment to her husband every other year. It has to be very traditional, like red and green colors. She has a different but theme then, every year. So she's got to buy new stuff every sell- other year. Yeah, and she sells it on, um, she sells it. And makes a After lot of money because it's it? this whole big kit, and she's oh. really, really talented. Oh. She's got an eye for design. Sorry, it's uh-huh. my friend Heidi, uh-huh. and she'll sell the whole kit, and people are like, can I have last year's? I'll buy it. No kidding. Yeah, she yeah. gets a bidding war going. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. She's so creative. Genius. Best Christmas ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, whatever kind of tree you have, whether it's a, a Charlie Brown tree, my wife and I have been there before. When we were so broke one time, I went to a gas station on Christmas Eve. And tried to talk the guy down because they they like five dollar Christmas trees. I was like, dude, come on! You're just after midnight. You're just gonna throw them away. Just let me have it. And he's like, nope, five bucks. <laughs> Took my last five dollars. <laughs> that's a good story. But we had a treat.